Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you're listening to Music You're Missing. And we are bringing you Heather Somer. Yes, we are. We first discovered Heather on TikTok. I think the first song I discovered of hers was, and if I'm being honest. I'm being honest. sing on the way here yeah it's like that's a great way to put it that is the best song to listen to like windows down sunset drive song so many of her songs i can relate to and they made me think about like past relationships i've had and i'm like oh oh god Devin just had an introspective ass car ride on the way i did i really did especially i like you more in my dreams i was like whoa i like this this is way too much in my life right now (laughs) well hey heather thanks so much for uh the free therapy session yeah thank you i really appreciate it and for the good song because i will probably still be singing it when i leave and brendan will be mad at me for it yeah probably heather somewhere we're so stoked uh to chat with her in just a bit we're going to talk about her debut ep nocturnal but first you've listened to podcasts before you know what's up devin give me the spiel okay so basically it's me and brendan and you can follow our playlist, <laughs> our, co- our what is it, corresponding playlist, coinciding. Yeah, coinciding. You can follow our coinciding playlist, Music You're Missing, on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram at Music You're Missing and on TikTok at Music You're Missing Podcast. And we're a good time on all of them. And on that Spotify playlist, tracks from Heather's Nocturnal EP are streaming atop the playlist. And you can find her face on the cover of the playlist right now. Love Lovely. Let's bring her in. Enough of us talking. Yeah, enough of this nonsense. Just give us a follow on Instagram. All right, let's get Heather on the line. Hey, Heather, how's it going? Great. I am busy, happy, busy, uh, just working on a lot of music. How are you guys? Happy, busy. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah, happy, busy. Because you can be busy and you could be easily overwhelmed and then want to crawl into a hole. It's also kind of funny because I feel like on both ends, I'm the same amount busy. Just sometimes I handle it well and other times I hate myself. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like anytime I'm busy, I just hate my life, even if I like what I'm doing. I think it's about the balance for sure. See, that's a good point that you made there, Heather, balance. Because something that I noticed about when I was doing research about you is you went to college. And I did. You are a graphic designer. I'm wondering, what did you study in college? Oh my God, you did your research. Yeah. Um. So I actually, I grew up like loving painting and illustration. And when I went away to college, I decided to major in graphic design and uh, painting and drawing. But uh, I was simultaneously doing music as often as I could because I love both music and art. So um, it's really fun because I get to have a creative background visually too, um, which I really like to incorporate in a lot of my my music branding and and artwork and all that stuff. Was music always your end goal? I think in the back of my mind, yes, but there's always that kind of like risk. Um, Obviously, when it comes to uh, trying to get into a career that's not exactly guaranteed to be successful. Um, And I think for me personally, I don't want to think of it as being a plan B to do to art because I really do enjoy it. But I think in the back of my head, I was just like, now is the time where if I'm going to do it, I might as well give it 100%. And so if you can do that, like design, I worked for two years at a magazine and doing uh, graphic design and kind of like page layout and typography and would drive into the city to do like recording sessions right after work and work really late and then get up and go to work again. So I've always tried to make the most of my time. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, I kind of do enjoy being busy and productive. So I think the end goal was to just try to make it work. And if it does, great. But if not, 
to know that I gave it 100% because I might as well. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's honestly similar to our careers as well. Obviously, on the opposite end, we're not uh, mm-hmm. artists, but we're trying to make it in the industry as we grow. So- I think for a lot of people, they always say, oh, like you shouldn't have a plan B if you're going to go 100% with something. But I feel like when it comes to stability, it's really important to think about taking care of yourself because maybe it's not a backup plan. Maybe it's an addition thing so that you can survive and live comfortably. It's like, I think people should probably, I don't know, see it in a different light as opposed to being like, oh, well, that was just because she didn't, she doubted herself or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I just think a lot of people have this like idea, especially in the music industry where it's like, if you're not only doing music 24 seven, you're not putting in all of your effort and you're not going to be as successful. And it's like, that is literally not true at all. You have to make ends work. Um, and if you have a degree outside of music, you should use it. <laughs> You know, especially, I mean, you're completely independent, correct? Yeah, I'm completely independent. I don't have a publishing deal. I don't have a label. Um, I do have a management team, which I started working with um, uh, last November. Um, But prior to that, uh, I was just kind of doing all of it myself and uh, lots of emails, lots of reaching out to people and getting rejected a billion times and still, you know, rejection happens daily. But, you know, for what it is, I think being an independent artist is definitely a challenge. So I think like using your time wisely and trying to make money if you can outside of the music industry while attaining your dreams, I highly encourage it. Well, I feel like at this point, like you have done an independent artist so well. Thank Everything you. You've done, and the fact that you do all your own art and your brother helps you with your music videos and everything mm-hmm. like that, like you're really making what you have work and it really shows and it's paying off in your streams and all of your your TikToks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like, thank it's you so much. Waste. Yeah, like not like, only it's like it shows, but it also doesn't show. Like yeah. it doesn't show that you do that all on your own because it looks like you would have, not that you're not capable yeah. of it, but just as a one one man band, that's like, thank you. you. That's not easy. That's that's tough. Thanks. Yeah. It, it does mean a lot to me that you guys recognize that too. Cause I feel like a lot of the time I'm, everybody is their own worst critic. That's just like a fact. And I feel like I'm always trying to do more and always trying to feel like to pass the bar that I'm already at. But I really do have to like realize more about, you know, I am one human being and I don't have a huge budget for many things. And so I am honestly just really grateful that I have the support for my family to go into the field that I'm in and, and you know, the help from my brother who happens to be a, a videographer and happened to have the ability to buy an iPad so I can draw on my, you know, for my album artwork, like a lot of these things. I don't know if everybody has access to. So I think a lot of it, I'm just really grateful for that privilege and like the opportunity. There's a lot of people who whose parents push them into a certain field that they hate and then that's what they're stuck with. And it just makes me really sad when that happens. So I'm just really thankful. Music's such a weird thing. It's like awesome and awful at the same time. But like that drive, extra drive you have to push, it makes your music so more personal. Mm-hmm. And I think you can even see that with your work. I, one of my favorite things about the Nocturnal EP is that the track list is a sentence. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you heard me talk <laughs> in my sleep. And if I'm being honest, I like you more in my dreams. I think I need to know on like a, a personal level what that means to you. And on like a professional level, how did you go about executing that? So it was interesting. Professionally, I started writing just a ton of songs with a bunch of people in Zoom sessions. The only session that was done in person before the pandemic was the last one. I like you more in my dreams. I like you more in my dreams. That's why you care. That's why you Which 
which is crazy because everything else was just done with me working with a producer virtually and me having a little like uh, I have like a little vocal booth set up in my house. We just basically started writing a bunch of songs and they're all kind of like resonating under the same theme of dreaming and sleeping and like imagination and perspectives about people that change as you get older and as you get to know them more. And so I started to notice that like I had three songs that were in the works and then I was just like, wait a second, can I like combine and make two more with a specific title to then make the whole thing a sentence? So it wasn't the idea from the beginning. And then the last two songs were You Heard Me. And, and if I'm being honest. I'm being Connecting the dots to make the whole track list like a whole sentence. I was just like really happy with how that worked out. But then when it came to kind of the perspective of, I guess, the overall sentiment of the the whole piece of work in general was just the concept of a lot of the time we tend to glamorize and oversee certain flaws or, you know, see people in a certain light because you want to make things work and you want to keep continuing your relationship, whether it's romantic or not with somebody. And Sometimes it doesn't work out and like, that's okay. But I think it's just really important to acknowledge that. I think there's so much that, at least for me, I just like completely gloss over people's issues or imperfections because I want to stay in contact or connected with them. But if it's more toxic, then it's probably better to to part ways. Just kind of dealing with that as a 20 something year old was the whole idea behind it. I mean, that's, that's super powerful too. That's like something everyone experiences, whether they realize it or not, like that moment of, do I need to like let someone go and like do you forget that that's even an option because you just are yeah that it there's like a negative connotation with losing friends but sometimes it's beneficial yeah I definitely think there's a huge connotation negatively when it comes to just either separating yourself from people or just honestly when it comes to saying no to certain things and parting ways and keeping a distance because I feel like People are too worried about what other people think. And it's really important to do what's right for you and take care of yourself. Because if you don't do that, then it's not going to help anybody else either. Mm -hmm. So I was driving here listening to it and I was like, I was just thinking to myself, I have so many or I've had so many of these relationships. Like in the past, I'm just like, I like the thought of you better than I like being in person yeah. with you. Yep. I can name, yeah. I could just- <laughs> Do it, Devin. So name them. No. Name them. Well, no, I was just <laughs> thinking about like people I've dated and I was like, I literally hate hanging out with them and then I would still hang out with them and Brendan knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part, yeah. I was just like, this relates to my life way too much right now. <laughs> I think it's so real for, because people just want to make things work. That's just like, regardless- of how it's going it's like you don't really want to end things if you don't have to because it's unnecessary drama but sometimes there has to be a breaking point even with friendships too like especially in this industry i feel like it's a really tough industry and you kind of start to see a lot of true colors from people it's been really frustrating and and heartbreaking to go through some friendship breakups too while i've been in this and i've kind of learned the hard way what people's true intentions were unfortunately but it has made me you know able to recognize, I think, when people are more genuine now. 
from the start. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, the music <laughs> industry is a shady place. The thing is, it like, mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. have to be, you know? Like, it doesn't need to be. No, and it's like, we. It doesn't. Every transaction or email that I sent, like, I've never had a negative intent. And Devin hasn't either, and I'm sure you haven't either. But why is it that we've all crossed that negativity in the music industry? And why is it that everyone associates music with being so shady? Like, why? Like, why can we just it not is. be? Yeah, it can be rough. What I try to, like, express, I guess throughout, like, my, I don't know, social media or whatever, like, a lot of the time I really like to bring people together, whether that's, like, I find it genuinely so much fun to, like, think of people who would work well together. And I'll, like, text my friends being like, hey, do you want me to link you with this person? I think you guys would work really well. Or, like, there are a lot of women who are around my age in the music industry too who are kind of like on the rise and so I had this like event that I put together on it was National Women's Day having all of us on a Zoom I think there were like seven of us um, and we were able to just like share unreleased music because I feel like a lot of people have this interpretation of like it's a competition but it's like literally not (laughs) I feel like there is as cheesy as it is there is room for everybody especially because we all have different voices there could be people who are very similar but that's why they show up on the Spotify look at who's similar page. Like I just, I think it's silly to see other people as competition and it just takes away from the, the purpose of doing it in the first place. You know, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day and I was expressing when you're an artist, you have to be not only an artist, but a business person. And if you're a songwriter, you have to be incredibly vulnerable and talk about things that a lot of people aren't ready to talk about. But then when you talk business, you have to completely flip that switch and go in business mode and not show or get offended by mm-hmm. literally anything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of insane, the split between those two. And I feel like for a lot of people, they have a stronger side with one than the other. And so I've been definitely working on building a thicker skin because, you know, as a songwriter, I definitely enjoy being vulnerable and writing about real things. And so when I first started out in the industry, I definitely was getting offended a lot more and <laughs> just like by rejection in general and yeah, people who didn't yeah. respond and um, that specific type of stuff. But I think now as I've kind of grown, I've realized that it just kind of comes with it and it's like a part of it, you know? I've never even thought of it that way. Like that was a great yeah, Artists was a really are so vulnerable. <laughs> and I just, I'm truly mind blown by that statement because you need to be quoted that. Yeah. And well, like think about it too. <laughs> like artists are pushed to, you know, push boundaries with their branding and their image but then when a, a suit has to have Switch. a meeting with them it's hard they're not going to take them seriously even though that's the product that they created and it's even if yeah even on a vulnerable side whether you know you're not like singing crazy lyrics but like i mean i know you know that you went through a breakup or whatever like it just you you don't get that with other professions like you don't know everyone yeah backstory. like you wouldn't know you it's wouldn't really weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i wouldn't walk up to like well obviously i knew i know you so that's a different story but i wouldn't walk up to you and be like you had a really hard like heartbreak and yada 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 <laughs> and he wrote sometimes you heard me talking in my sleep and if I'm being honest I like you more in my dreams like, yeah. I yeah. feel like we just wouldn't do that yeah. it's really scary honestly because at first like I, I just wanted to write about things that were very like vague and uh and kind of go around the surface so a lot of people can have things to I guess, interpret on their own. And I still definitely enjoy writing songs like that. I think they're perfect for the sync world. (laughs) But when it comes to me and feeling like I need to share something about myself, 
um, I've been working actually a lot more on being more vulnerable, even more vulnerable in my next uh, like upcoming songs that I've been working on, which has been really exciting too. So I'm just, I'm stoked to kind of write even more about myself and outside of romantic stuff too, because I feel like there's so much that's done like that are love songs. And personally for me, I feel like there's so much more to write about other than that too. So Definitely. I'm just really excited about the next next stuff for that sure. I have coming we, up we too. We saw a few of your unreleased clips on TikTok and they were, they were definitely hitting on other subjects such as like societal norms and whatnot. Are we going to yeah. see any of those songs? release in the future? So I'm kind of in the process right now of like narrowing down uh, which singles I'm going to put out for the next few months. Um, Because basically what I've been doing nonstop for the past year is working with I don't even know how many people on a billion different songs in, you know, virtual Zoom sessions. And so now taking like probably over a hundred something songs and narrowing it down to like six is where I'm at. And so it's been really challenging, um, especially because everybody that I've been working with is super talented and um, I wish I could put them all out. But the one song that I'm really hyped about is um, probably coming out in the next two, three months. Um, And it's, I don't want to say the title, but it's basically just about how like, if people say like, oh, you've changed, it's like that is seen in kind of a weird way where I feel like a lot of the time, it's actually a really great thing that mm-hmm. people can change and evolve. And so it was kind of like that perspective of embracing how you can change and grow up and mature as opposed to being, you know, upset by that. Um, and I'm really excited about that one. That is so amazing. The things that you're able to translate into music, like you really just kind of have a perfect mind to be a creator. Oh, my God. Thank you. It helps, too, because, you know, the visual background, I do have to say, if I don't if I didn't like embrace the the visual background i don't know how much it would affect my writing skills i think they're so intertwined like when i am writing i i have like a music video almost going in my head and i have a few Mm -hmm. friends who think like that as well and so i think if you're more of a visual person it's definitely a benefit while you're writing i'm just really thankful that you just said that that's so nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah no of course i mean it it truly does resonate if you listen back to other episodes we don't always hype artists up like that like we're just being honest (laughs) I truly feel like we're fangirling. Yeah. And it happens. It does happen. <laughs> no, no, it happens a lot. It sure. happens a lot. But Just like, I, we, we aren't like, oh my God, we yeah. love this, 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 this. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, I need a hype team. Thanks, guys. Of course. <laughs> we're here. That's what we do. Speaking of a hype team, TikTok, you clearly have amassed a shit ton of followers. But regardless of the followers, because that, like, that, no offense, followers just don't mean anything to me. It's the engagement that you have. (laughs) People, they care. Like, actually, really support a lot of your your work, especially like some of the duets, which I think that you do are so amazing. Like, your the verses that you put. Uh, How has that been connecting with just this sudden influx of people who care about you? Yeah, it's been really exciting because. I remember uh, last year at this exact time, probably I absolutely was dreading even making TikToks. I was just like, there's no way I'm going to blow up. Like nothing's going to happen. And I still definitely am not even near like blowing up or anything, but it's been really exciting to put out. There have been a few um, really amazing things that have come from it, especially the verses that I kind of put on and do almost like a sing rap type of rendition. I really just have fun with those. And it's a lot less stressful than like sitting down and trying to write an entire song sometimes that you're stuck on. Mm -hmm. I just kind of do whatever and see what happens. But when it comes to my independent stuff and like my original music, the song you heard me has actually been like 100% doing how it's doing because of a TikTok video that didn't even go explosive. But Mm. I think it now has like 120,000 views, which, you know, in TikTok world, that's really not that much. Um, But it's been able to grab, I guess, enough people's attention to carry the song from 
I think the day one, it was at like barely a thousand streams, which I was really honestly bummed out about because yeah. I was in this place of getting some really great editorial playlists, which I was really appreciative of prior to that song. And so that song came out. I was really bummed. I was just like, I think this song was really great. I was really excited about it. I was super upset about it, not getting any editorials whatsoever. And then that one TikTok happened. And now the song is like doing better than any song that I have on the rest of the EP just because of the TikTok. So it's really powerful. like you were saying, when it comes to people caring, that's a huge thing <laughs> that I'm like very much like taken aback by because these people say so many nice comments and like the amount of positivity has really blown me away. And, you know, TikTok is a toss up. You can get hate on like we're in this yeah. cancel culture society that is just so absolutely brutal. And it's really hard to showcase talent and be vulnerable without the fear of people hating what you do. 100%. So, yeah, it's been really, really great to see how many people are willing to take the energy and type something nice. Like For it sure. really is <laughs> very appreciated. It's a confidence boost, honestly, even when people yeah. we make TikToks or <laughs> yeah. Brendan makes Mm -hmm. TikToks because I'm not capable. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. I can't figure it out. Well, that's the thing is like we just have fun with them. And yeah. like you said, it's yeah. funny like because I think uh, we had one recently and it got like 50,000 views, which is great. And then mm -hmm. it translates like our playlist got like a thousand right. new followers. And that's huge for anyone that we feature on it. And also is huge for, for us. So like we can work, you know, continue to work with artists. So it, it's funny how it works in, in other other playlists or what, I mean, other uh, videos might get 50,000 views and it doesn't translate. There also has to be a level yeah. of talent there and a level of, you know, what you're making is good. And I think that is something that I want to reassure any artist or, or you that if you're uh, successful on TikTok and it translates to your music, it's not because of TikTok. I mean, granted it is, but like it's, it's because of your work. <laughs> like it yeah. is good. And that's why people are listening. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think especially because I'm in this now day and age where there's so much comparison, especially on social media. And I feel like even like at the amount of followers I have right now, I think it's a little over 30,000, which relatively speaking is very small in the TikTok world. I definitely have to take a minute to realize how much has happened in a year. And it's really easy to just go and look at other people who have more. But I think <laughs> everybody needs to remind themselves of the progress that they make because it's really, it can be very toxic very easily. And getting into that right headspace is kind of everything, you know? You have yeah. to celebrate the small victories mm -hmm. because you look at all these people and you're like, oh, like, they're doing like they're so much better but you, they don't you don't realize how hard it is to get there yeah it's so true I think also like when it comes to the numbers game like the second that I I stop worrying about numbers is this typically when the videos do the best it's like there's such a, a parallel there and I think it's just really funny because like when I get frustrated with you know why a video is doing better than the other I think that is the consistent thing that I've I've found obviously it's not a perfect science um, and I don't I still don't understand how the algorithm works 100% of the time but it's helped take a, a little bit of a pressure off just to to think of it that way one of my favorites from the EP, I'm wondering if you have like a little baby from the EP or if you couldn't pick a favorite. Oh my gosh. Um, I would say, so talking in my sleep is probably my favorite. I 
as an artist talking in my sleep was a really exciting song to release. Um, and it was a really emotional time for me when that song came out because I was kind of really unsure in terms of my whole project, how it would be doing. And so that was the first time I had ever landed on new music Friday with that song. That was like the first time I was really getting any sort of label attention, any sort of recognition. And I just felt really, really validated. And um, outside of that, the song itself is so me. And I think it's really important to, to write songs that just are really like, if I had me in a song, it would be that basically. And it was also the first time that I had introduced the style of writing that I now am obsessed with, which is almost like pop writing with a flow that has a rap influence, if that makes sense. It's definitely not rap, but it has like a flow that I don't know um, how many other people have been doing. Yeah, I don't no, know it's, it's if that makes sense. Unique. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that was the first time where I really felt like I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this <laughs> like this is possible. So it was really exciting for that song to come out. And I still listen to it all the time. I know a lot of people are ashamed when they say they listen to their own music. But I feel like if you like your music, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I do want to shout out to the producer who was on that with me because uh, he was amazing in the process. Uh, Peter Fenn is somebody who I work with pretty frequently. And so he basically had this massive folder of tracks that were like all instrumental and stuff. And so I had heard that one and I just like wrote it in like this the night I saw it and downloaded it instantly. And so big thanks to him because that song would not be existent without him. It's funny because I haven't really released like I've obviously, like I said earlier with the Talking My Sleep song, there is that flow that's in there. But the next stuff that I have is definitely more of like rap influence for sure. Um, it's pop with like rap elements, whether it's in the second verse or a bridge that just kind of switches up the rhythm. So I feel like, you know, because I love that so much and doing it on TikToks is fun, but incorporating it into my original stuff is kind of just like taking that as like just a for fun thing to like the next step and kind of showcasing what I really love to listen to also. So I'm really hyped up about it. And that's a, a perfect segue because you tweeted, I'm actually really busy behind the scenes and I'm the most impatient to show you what I've been working on. So we would love to know what is coming next. So many songs that are like 90% done. I'm just in like the polishing stage right now of making sure everything is perfect. So I think the plan for the next few months is to release a song a month, kind of similar to how I released the whole EP on Nocturnal. Mm-hmm and definitely have an EP number two. Um, So I'm definitely just working on EP number two right now and working a lot more on branding and the visual aspect of that as well. Um, There's a lot of really cool concepts, music video wise that I'm also thinking about. Um, And I don't want to say too much, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot bigger and I think a lot more polished of uh, a type of thing uh, than I think Nocturnal as much as I am incredibly happy about it because I think a lot of that was from such a DIY standpoint and if I can get kind of like a little bit more resources in terms of a music video happening or photography and stuff like that with people in addition to just my brother and me in my house that's that's the plan we're just trying to make things a little bit bigger and more polished and more uniform so I'm really, really excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm certain that is that's headed your way relatively soon. Yeah. I think. Thank you. The final thing I'm going to ask is: there anything uh, personal goals that you have for the year? Like, not not necessarily planned, but like, what are your goals for the year? Yes. Okay. Uh, goals is to sign a publishing deal. Um, that's been a goal of mine for a minute now, and it's just really an incredible tool to help. Obviously, when you're an independent songwriter, to have a team of people who can you know, be on your side. And um, of course, advances help too. (laughs) When it comes to making a living, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But yeah, um, finding the right team because it's really important not to just sign things right off the bat. Um, So, you know, I think I've heard that from a lot of really influential people in my kind of 
uh, industry. They're yeah. like, don't sign the first deal you get. You have to really make sure that your team is the right one. So without rambling for too long, sign the pub deal. That's the first goal for sure. And the primary goal. Um, second one is to definitely move to LA and <laughs> get all settled there. Uh, hopefully I can do that in fall or winter. And uh, hopefully by then things will be a lot more normal and people will all be a lot healthier overall in yeah. the whole country. But when it comes to like statistics and everything like that, I would love a new music Friday again. That was a really great time. I'm also hoping to chart somewhere whether it's like apple music or billboard because as crazy as it seems and, and as far-fetched as like some people have these certain goals especially with this world of tiktok it's like i've seen people blow up literally overnight and yeah. even though they've been in the music industry for years of course they it's just incredible to see how fast it can happen after working you know yeah, yeah i mean there's we, certainly Jessia, a yeah yeah we interviewed I mean, oh my god yes, yes she's amazing so we interviewed her and then the day we released the interview she signed with republic yeah so that's wow. how that went yeah and who do we, we got that or no yeah valley had that a viral tiktok song as well not like yeah. 1999 badly yeah. Oh yeah, badly. Had oh my God! Yeah, he's a friend of mine too. That's oh, so funny. Really? Wait, he was yeah. our first interview. Yeah, yeah, he oh was literally God. our very first. And one. just nervous, you know. Wait, so are you guys friends from TikTok? We are literally friends from TikTok. It's kind of and same thing with Jessia too. I think we had followed each other for a minute, and like she just exploded, and it's been really exciting to see kind of going from where she was even a few months ago to now. Like that's. That's what I'm saying. Like, this progression is so wild. Uh, badly, we have this inside joke. For some reason, oh my God, it literally makes, actually, it's not even funny to anybody else. <laughs> but basically, long story short, but we had this inside joke where he was, like, thinking of this, like, storybook rhyme because he saw this, like, painting on his wall of these two frogs eating cookies. And so then he became obsessed with lemon cookies. So for his birthday, I sent him, like, four huge things of lemon cookies. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't even know if you've ever had lemon cookies. So it's just been this, like, really weird, awful joke that for some reason, and is still alive but you guys need to drop a track your friends you need to drop That'd a track so of lemon cookies together my a whole EP maybe. he's such a good human um yeah. and i feel like he's he's just so talented and like pure-hearted i don't know if that's the word for it no um, he definitely is i feel like that is a very good word for it i'm talking like i know him i talked to this man like one <laughs> no you guys I mean, yeah you, you get to know people it, in yeah. here oh well oh my gosh this has been exactly. so amazing talking to you this is such a great uh conversation. this has been a good hang absolutely a good hang of 57 <laughs> minutes well spent or no not even 15 or no. 15. whatever minutes well spent. 48 whoa i'm really good i know i think yeah you're, first i'm really of all, good at mental wrong. math no, I. Oh no, you're not wrong. Forty-eight, fifty-seven. No, I don't know. I'm. It's forty. It's forty-three. <laughs> Heather's like, can I get off the call now? It's, no. 40, it's forty-three. I'm good at mental math. I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we, can, we can unpack that in the outro. <laughs> oh Anyways, Heather, we will be in touch. And if you're ever in Boston, yeah, we'll have to have guys. a hang. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, good luck on the future. Your future and endeavors, you're kill it. and I'm so I genuinely am really excited to to see. Oh, like. thank you guys! I really appreciate it, and the confidence boost was, oh, was really needed. We're always so. here with you. Always there. Just DM us. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one.
Nice. She was such a good time, and I really enjoyed the fact, like, at the end of our conversation, where she actually has made so many friends through TikTok. It's nice that uh, these people that are blowing up, that you know, we get to talk to many of them. They are staying true to like their humble beginnings, really, because a lot of these people now that are are getting pushed in the industry um, are. You know, just your regular, your regular folk. Sure, they've been trying to grind at music like like Heather has, um, but you know, now's the time where they're finally getting their stuff in the limelight, and it's actually it's really exciting too. I think it will have an overall shift within the the music industry and almost like take away the over glamour glamorization, if that's the right word of it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense what you were saying it will also be interesting coming winding down the pandemic hopefully to see how artists like heather are going to transition out of the pandemic and see what they have next like heather's planning on moving to la yeah yeah and like how shows are a thing now or are about to be a thing these people that have now built an audience now have a, a larger audience to play in front of. And the best thing about it is it's scattered. So it makes it possible to tour. And I think that's so cool. I think I know I would love to see Heather out on tour at some point. And I, I feel like she's like a perfect show, at least in Boston for um, what's the venue I'm thinking of? Small venue. Royale. No. Um, um, Brian Music Hall. No, the Middle Eastern. Middle East? Middle East. I feel like she would kill it. And just like, going back to our Chelsea Cutler conversation, I saw Chelsea Cutler there. So it's like... Everyone who goes in there does big things. Yeah. That's all I have to say. There are so many artists that I know that I've seen there. And then when I worked for Live Nation, there are artists that I've known had shows there and I've been like oh like I haven't really heard them but then I'll look back at the Live Nation stuff I do and I'm like oh wait we literally had them <laughs> at the Middle East and now I'm just being dumb yeah and, and then they flourish because if they can sell out that it's just you know a sign as to what's to come um, anyways kind of a tangent there but that was a really good conversation and you should definitely check out uh, Heather's Nocturnal EP a bunch of the tracks are streaming now on the Music You're Missing playlist so go check that out yes and then make sure you follow Heather on Instagram and it is the artist Heather and you can find us at Music You're Missing and then make sure you check out the playlist did you already say that? I think I did but hey double plug alright we're gonna <laughs> go oh you can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Genetti and follow Devin at O'Haran something something like that. Like she doesn't really want you to follow her. She's on private. Bye. Bye.